welcome, folks, to the first virtual RPD show. We're making history here. And I have the pleasure of being joined by my good friend, Abstract. He's a recording artist, really good guy, one of my favorite people in the music industry, really talented individual, but also even a better person. I can't wait to chop it up with him. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. We kind of just, he, we talked last night. I was like, let's do this. So here we are. Should be joining any moment now. Um, I guess while I'm here, thank you to the good folks at Liquid IV for sending me a bunch, you know, a little care package, keeping me hydrated on and off the mic. More specifically, shout out to Bobby Hobart. He's the man over there. If uh, you're trying to stay hydrated and all that, he's your guy. Well, looks like Abstract is about to join us here. So let's get right into it. What up? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Welcome. Oh, yeah. We finally did it. Hell yeah. We're here, thankfully. Um, the Ride Pod Show. Yeah, dude, the RPD show, the first virtual version of it. So, dude, thanks for being Let's brave. Go. Thanks for obviously, you know, catching up with your boy here. So I, I can't thank you enough. Hell yeah. I turned my brightness up so you could see me. <laughs> yeah, hiding in the dark, you know. <laughs> it's um, cold and stormy out here right now. It's just dark and ominous. Yeah. How, how are you like? Well, for those that don't know, he recently, Luke, well, Abstract recently moved to uh, Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. And Glad I did. How, well, how do you like it out there so far? I like it a lot. It's definitely not in full swing. It's um, there's, de- there's like live music and bars and stuff like that, which is starting to come back, uh, which is really nice. But um, hearing from people who have you know, been here a while, they're like, yeah, it's not the same animal it normally is. So uh, I'm looking forward to it actually being you know, in full swing. Yeah. I can only imagine just because, um, there's th- that place just has so much to offer, you know? Yeah. No, it's definitely lively when, uh, COVID isn't, you know, proliferating itself through the streets. Yeah. That's how, how are you holding up through COVID? I mean, what a strange year. Yeah. My year has been strange in a lot of ways, but it's, uh, it's um I think it was very helpful with completing my newest album. I think that was like especially I was up in Wyoming and so with being in a very small town and with COVID going on, it kind of forced me to be like, Well, what else can you do? So <laughs> I finished like eighty percent of my album within like two months of being up in Wyoming. Um with COVID kind of pushing me to be like, All right, don't get sidetracked, just kinda of lock in and you know, get it done. So I think that was super helpful. Um, definitely sucks. My whole July tour got canceled. Um, Such it was a supposed to be like, yeah, it was supposed to be around the time of the album drop. So that was pretty heartbreaking. Cause that would have been my first full, you know, just me headlining us tour, but you know, things happen and everything is, uh, even if it sucks, it's getting you to where you need to be. So it is what it is. That's that's a great attitude to have. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, I, I think, well, what I've, me and my friends have been saying, just like, at least I've been telling them that 
someone's been affected one way or another by this, whether it's financially, emotionally, physically, you know, cause they got ill or just all the above, you know, it, it's been rough, but I, I can't, I mean, I bet you were just so stoked about that July tour and then just for, for you to um, have that canceled. It's like, damn, like, come on yeah. life, throw me a bone. <laughs> There's a lot of people who don't know or do, like don't understand the ripple effect of all of it. Like even uh, people may not know, but I do a lot of merchandise and a lot of merchandise sales uh, between designing and sending things out. Some of my stuff because of COVID has taken uh, this. There's this girl Leah in Switzerland, and her stuff took three months because of COVID. Like Holy it's hell. nuts, and like everything has been affected. People, are, I'm like people email me. They're like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "Dude, I don't know what to tell you." Like every I don't know if you've seen that like a global pandemic's going on, but it kind of affects everything. Um, and just people don't think about that. They're not like, you know, it's just like, oh, it's a postal system, you know, should be pretty normal. Uh, but no, everything has been affected. It, it's you, You've been affected in some way. There's all this domino effect to it and a ripple effect of all of it. Everything's been kind of turned on its head, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole world has basically changed, you know, I mean, you're going to, you're seeing a lot of companies even just go virtually where it's like, you don't have to come into the office anymore or that, that that won't be a thing going forward. Or, I mean, I mean, who knows about the concert space, but just like events, you know, um, movie theater. Yeah I've, talked movie, to, mov- yeah. I've talked to a lot of people about this. I even was talking about this before, COVID and then COVID happened. And I'm like, well, maybe we're just getting ushered faster towards what I've always thought was going to happen. Like companies don't need brick and mortar freaking buildings anymore. Like the amount of money that, you know, they have to pay to withhold these crazy buildings and conference rooms and all that stuff. Like um, I think this is a big thing that's going to show a lot of big companies that, Hey, this is an overhead we don't need. Um, all our workers have been working from home and, you know, if you take the the big brick and mortar store out of the equation, how much, you know, all these big companies are money motivated. So, you know, of course they're going to go, Hey, this is something that you no longer kind of need. Um, so we might as well kind of, and it may be that COVID ushers us into that quicker than we would have without it. Um, I don't know. There's a, there's, I, I think people are like, Oh, there's a lot of change going on, but I think we're yet to see really the full impact of that. Uh, there's, you know, there's always the bomb drops and then the sonic sh- like shockwave hits us, you know, however long after COVID. And that's the way the real change comes in. Everyone feels that. Um, and yeah, things are different and things have changed, but we really have not seen the long-term effects yet. And it, it's hard to tell what those will be. I completely agree. I mean, I, this is just like the beginning. I mean, whether they, you know, find a vaccine that just cures it. But like how many, at this point, how many people trust that, you know, you know, and, uh, do they try to do it in Russia? Everyone's like, no, we're not taking that. I wouldn't trust Putin to give me a freaking vaccine either, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. I mean, even here, I mean, it's like, I don't even know, like, I think I'm good without it, you know, but never say never, but just it's wild. Like there's just, you, I mean, you don't know really what's going in your body, you know, and and just, we don't know what's going on too. Even Nashville just had this whole thing come out that the mayor like covered up 
all these um, like the statistics of the actual people being affected by bars and restaurants being opened up, the numbers were super low, but but they didn't report it. They they kept it super down low, didn't even talk about it. Um, so it's just like, what are we actually? What's really going on? And what's you know, you always got to think what's in. I'm not a. I'm not for anyone listening. I'm not left or right. I, I'm in the middle. I find my own ideals and my own beliefs, and you know, I weigh it out for myself. Um, but you know, when you have something like that, where the numbers are being, you know, manipulated or not talked about, or, you know, of course the news is going to proliferate to us how freaking crazy it is outside to keep our eyes glued and keep us all scared and trigger our human instinct of self-preservation to keep us glued to our TVs. Um, but like really at the end of the day is what we've done really worth the consequences i i don't know i think that's a question for a different day i mean but i mean we say that but also then it's like well we need to act now you know because there's just so much i mean not just with the pandemics and like the the um racial and social injustices and then the climate you know the the earth is like falling apart you know (laughs) that It's a lot going on and it's a lot to process. I mean, everyone, the, the cliche thing is everyone says, Oh, this is going to be in the history books one day. But it's like, if we even have history books, you know, by then it will all be Kindles and iPads and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Constantly changing information too. That's the crazy thing is like, you know, there's stuff that's written in history books that is like, you know, written in ink and it's there, but you know, how many times, I mean, we get really crazy with this, but you know, if it's all in digital, like how many times can that be amended and changed? And, you know, history is decided by the authors of it. Um, and if it is all digital, it's like, how, how much can we, how much will it be amended and changed? And will it even be the same, you know, concrete fact that we even grew up having with textbooks, you know, if it's so easily manipulated in the digital space, who knows? Yeah, 100%. I mean, there's just so much false information out there too. Like just, you know, I'm not trying to say that I don't believe what's being reported, but it's just, you know, they, I think it came out maybe a couple, a month or two ago that like, it's a, a, I can't even tell you said it, but I, and I don't even know if it's true, but it was, it was uh, that a lot of the, like they were like lying about the death number because the people that did die, it was, they had preconceived conditions and then like, they're just like, Oh, they, it was COVID, you know, but it really wasn't because they were terminally ill or it had a very serious health problem. But well, that's yeah. the thing. The way it works is I talked to my sister about this cause she's in medical school and um, it's not like it was catered to a pandemic, but the rules are in place to actually service the idea of something like this. Like you basically get a, um, a bump in your funding for how many coronavirus cases you take on. So um, I heard about that. It's like, who knows, you know, if they want to bump in their funding, it's like, Oh yeah, that was a COVID case. Like, even if it was like they had cancer and AIDS and everything, if they had some COVID, it's like, Oh, that's a COVID debt. Yeah. But it it, messed up. Yeah. But it's, people want to say that like, Oh, it was done because of the, no, it's just like, that's the rules that have been in place. That's the way it's always been. If whatever the, um, 
highly circulating uh, contagion is, you know, if you report it as such, then you get that, you know, bonus, I guess. It's just the way it's always been. But during a pandemic, the true repercussions of that come out. Which is wild. I mean, we're so greedy, you know. Yeah, it's it's sad, but you know, on to on to happier things here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let me just say this though too: it's crazy that like the higher ups, like the biggest people, like the richest people, have made the most money off of this. Well, like yeah, basically everyone got like yeah, everyone got like what was it, twelve hundred sixteen? What was it, the check? It was like twelve hundred six sixteen something like that. I don't, I don't Dude, and done and done so terribly. Like some people didn't receive theirs. Some some of oh, it. Was, I, I never it was got like, mine. <laughs> I'll tell you it that. Was like, it was sent to dead people, dude. They're, they they didn't check in with anybody and were like, "Yo, like, where do we send this? We want to get you your money." No, they just freaking took it into their own hands and were like, you know, they, I think it was reported like something like a billion dollars was sent to dead people. Like, what? What good Why? is that doing? Yeah, and it's like, why Why not just take the time to actually contact your civilians and be like, where do you want the scent? We're trying to help you. It was just like, oh, yeah, we did it, and uh, it's coming to you somehow, and we hope it actually makes it. Like, what? Unreal. Oh, God. Yeah, that's... No, let's move on. Cause yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dark. No, that, that was a great little discussion, but... Um... Yeah life you know life moves on and we're on to brighter things i think hopefully we're on the other side of it how how are you doing though like how's nashville like how's how's luna how's your dog are you you're up there by by yourself right yeah i'm solo chilling i mean i got i got people here who i've slowly been meeting or mutual friends um you know Jonas. Jonas's manager sam is out here oh hell yeah Um, he works for he has his company Innovo. um my friend James Rose, who's really good friends with Mike Squires, we never met in person, but he moved out here like a week after I did. Um, and we've just been, he's like a songwriter. So we've been becoming really good friends and that's awesome. And we've been meeting other songwriters and people and uh, musicians through, you know, either writers rounds or just one of the guys I've met where he like would just go to this place across the street from my apartment uh, that has live music most days of the week and I'll play there a bunch and so show up enough time he's like what's up like and so we became friends with him um it's really cool it's a as people may not know I'm mainly a hip-hop artist but um I I I like a lot of different genres I kind of play around in a lot of different sandboxes I guess um so Nashville felt like a challenge to me it felt like a place where there's still a lot of soul in music it's not LA or New York um and it's, I kind of feel like a fish out of water. I like not being the strongest person in the room uh, with people who are in a slightly different realm than me that I, I want to learn about. I, I just want to learn. And it's what I've been trying to do for the last, you know, three, four years. I'm not just trying to give you the best 16 in the world. I'm trying to write the best song I can. And then so like, why don't I surround myself around singer songwriters, whether it's in folk or whether it's a pop or whether it's in country, you know, still it comes down to regardless of the genres, can you write a good song? Um, so that's why Nashville was very attractive to me because I, I want to be in rooms with people where I, I don't feel like the strongest. I, I want to learn from that. And I, it makes me grow. There's a lot of places I've lived where, you know, people were coming to me for, you know, how do I do this? How do I go about this? How do I approach that? So it feels really good to put myself in a place again where I feel challenged. Um, and it's not like I'm the 
the one in the room. I'm just someone in the room learning from my surroundings, which I, I love. That's amazing. And I think just from what I've seen online, it just seems like you found, it seems like you found your place truthfully, just like you're out there meeting new people. Just the collaboration is going to be there, whether it's yeah. through business people, songwriters, fellow yeah. you know, artists, and there's just so much to soak in and learn. And like you said, you're only going to get better from that. So I'm, yeah. I'm, ex- I'm really excited for you, man. And that's, I'm, I'm glad you you found a happy place down there. No, I think it's very, for anyone who doesn't know, I grew up mainly in Wyoming, in Jackson, um, right outside of Yellowstone. So we grew up, we were not country kids at all. I, we, uh, we listened to hip hop. That's where I found hip hop. And like, we all wanted to be that, like we loved that culture, but we did grow up like, you know, freaking dirt roads, campfires, getting too drunk in the mountains. Like that's what we did. So it feels like Nashville is very homely to me because, you know, even though my music is very different than country, some of these roots that a lot of these people come from are, are very similar to mine, um, regardless of how our musical tastes or um, product differ. Uh, so it feels like a place that's, it feels like a big city, but it also has like smaller town values. Like everyone's very nice. Everyone like, um, it's not like New York where everyone's just like looking where they're going and you were just an obstacle in their way. Like it does have that Southern hospitality and, you know, heart to it, which I really like. I love that. I, uh, the South, I mean, I've, I've like, I drove through Nashville on, uh, when I did return the van for VR, (laughs) good times. (laughs) Um, what a trek. Yeah. we'll, we'll get into that. But, um, this, this, the intro, like I kind of gave you an intro right before you joined, but, uh, you kind of touched on it. Like what kind of being from Wyoming, what kind of like made you fall in love with hip hop or like what kind of drew you to that, even though that wasn't really a place, you know, a a seed, you know, a seed of hip hop. Yeah. So I, I grew up a bit in New Jersey. Um, and in those days I grew up, um, with my dad playing like the Beatles or Billy Joel or uh, Chuck Berry or Bob Dylan in, in the car growing up. So that's what I knew for a long time, Beach Boys as well. Um, and then when I was a little bit older, still in New Jersey, I got into, you know, Green Day, uh, Jet, Arctic Monkeys, stuff like that, The Killers. Um, kind of started to find my own taste. And then when I moved to Wyoming, my mom like overly prepared me. She was like, you got to find a country band you like, you got to, you know, like I, I sold all my lacrosse gear cause it's not really a thing over there. And that was true. That part was true. But when I got there, it wasn't, I mean, there, there's cow hands and I did ride horses and stuff like that. And there were kids who were like, Oh, they're ranch kids. But um, the town I'm from is very ski bum skater, uh, snowboard, you know, extreme sports stuff, stuff like that. And, um, that's where I I don't think I would have ever found hip hop in the way I did if I didn't move to Wyoming, which sounds really weird, but um, I was from very rural New Jersey. um, So I was never really exposed to it. Um, But in a lot of ski movies, they use, you know, like hip hop, high energy. Um, I remember one of the first things I found was like swollen members, army, army of the Pharaohs, Jedi mind tricks, stuff like that. Um, And then two of my favorite skiers were huge red man and method man fans. And then I got into Redman and Method Man, and then it just all spiraled from there. And it was like, um, 
I just wouldn't have gotten to hip hop the way I did if I didn't move to Wyoming, which is so weird. Um, but it's where I found it and it's what we all grew up on. Um, but yeah, I'd say that's, that was my main intro to um, my love for it, I guess. That's, that's really interesting just because if, you know, if you would have grew up, it's, it's kind of funny though, just to like, think back, like how your life unfolds and like where you're from and how these events played out. And it's like, it really does shape you, you know, and yeah. who you are and just like kind of what you choose to like go after. And yeah, I, yeah. from right from what you just said and from knowing you, like it, it, it makes perfect sense, you know? Um, the journey gets you where you're supposed to go. Somehow. Yeah, we're, we're we're all we're all trying to get there. It's uh, yeah. What like when, like what actually inspired you to start making music then? After, like based off of everything you just said, like was it just like experimental, um, or is it just like I'm going to do this? Like, it was, I was freestyling in high school, like maybe sixteen, seventeen, um, just for fun at parties. Like you know, we'd get some drinks in us and mess around, throw on a beat at freaking campfire in someone's truck or at someone's house party or whatever. And I just like me and my friends. Sometimes it was just me. I remember one time me and my friend Charlie like we're driving out somewhere crazy, like south of town. Like being from Wyoming, no one knows. Like everything is far. Everything is like a half hour. Everything is like. You know, especially if we wanted to have a party where it wasn't going to get busted by the overfunded police department. That we're from. <laughs> so um, we would just like, I don't know, one time it was like 40 minute drive and I freestyled the entire way there. And like everyone would tell me all the time, they were like, yo, you should like actually write. And I was always like, eh, I don't know, like I just have fun with it. And it's not really that serious to me. Um, but I went through like my first like high school breakup. And that was like, there was some other stuff going on in my life at the time. And I just kind of needed like events. Um, so I basically started just ripping beats off YouTube, opening up GarageBand on my computer, and then just recording with my laptop mic. Uh, did that for a while. I ended up getting like a USB mic and used that for a while. And then ended up, you know, I slowly grew with it and uh, somehow got here. That's amazing. I mean, yeah. From there to how how many I, I would say a number, but I, I don't I don't know the exact number. How many like streams have you done on Spotify total? It's like 150 million, or is that like way it's too much? It's around 100. It's around 150. Yeah, that's so incredible. Like I mean, I'm sure you have people tell you that all the time, but it's just like it's just crazy to see the man is you know just how you came from there to where you are now, and it just shows that. Um, it takes time. I mean, you're like yeah. one of the perfect examples of like, you know, you, it doesn't really matter. Like it doesn't like, you know, you didn't come from like an LA or New York or like a Atlanta, whatever that it doesn't matter, you know, where you came from, you made it happen with what you've had and you just kept going. And I, that's one thing I really admire about you, you know, and you've always, I mean, Thank you. from how I, how long I've known you, you've always been like that. So it, it shows a lot yeah. about who you are. No, it's something that I think keeps me, I don't know, it's a weird, because people can like look at moments in my career, but I'm very lucky to have like a bunch of moments that like uh, my whole thing was like just small wins. It wasn't like people can look at some songs and be like, oh, that was about, but like what led to that and what allowed me to be in that position was like a series of small wins and then 
that happens in a series of small wins that happens. Um, so it's just a matter of like, for anyone who doesn't know, I've been doing this for 10 years for almost five years full time. Um, and yeah, it's it, people, you gotta be about it. You, you gotta love it. You gotta be down for the journey. And you know, there's sometimes that, especially in the early days where it's like, you're like, I don't know where I'm going with this, but you just keep going and uh, you speak your truth and you got to believe that what makes you unique is what will make the right people gravitate to you instead of like an instant, oh, this sounds like everything popping right now. Um, so it must be good. Uh, I always approached it from the right people will find me as long as I'm making good art, as long as I'm being honest, as long as I'm being truthful, as long as I'm being me, I'll attract the type of people who appreciate me for me. And I've had songs that have transcended myself and, um, you know, they are what they are. They took on lives that I didn't intend, but uh, I, I am very lucky to have a supportive fan base that does love me for me and has allowed me to, you know, venture into different genres, do crazy things with merch and make things that normally uh, a label would tell me are crazy to make. Um, and my fans have supported it and allowed me to go these crazy directions. I sometimes go sometimes. Um, but that all comes from the the long game of not being like, Oh, let me make a song. Like everything's pot that, you know, and I'll get inspired by things, but um, it's just been the ability to be honest and grind and put the work in and, you know, find the growth in every experience and bring that to the music as much as I can. Absolutely. And I think that's what has, you know, that's what makes you special is because you're fully you like no matter what and whether that's through you you're welcome (laughs) whether that's through like your art yeah (laughs) whether that's through your art or just like how you live your life and i mean like i don't mean this and like don't take this the wrong way but like i think if like someone walked past you on the street they wouldn't like be like oh that dude's like a hip-hop artist or a recording artist you know what i mean you're just like yeah that's what i think your fans love about you is because like you'll speak your truth, but also you'll make this great music. I, I, that's at least kind of what I've gathered, especially from touring with you and just seeing like, you know, following your journey pretty closely. So kudos. Thank you. I appreciate it. Gotta, gotta keep it authentic. For sure. And, that, and that's how you keep, I think that, I mean, I just think that's how you build something sustainable, whether it's a podcast, clothing brand, you know, music career, you know, you, people, people can tell through, you know, through that what's fake 100%. and what's real, you know, like yeah. we, we just live too, in too transparent of a world where it's like, Oh, we can tell that guy's faking it for sure. You know, like, but yeah, like your first music video is on a private jet. You're like, nah, my, I kind of don't believe you. Yeah. Like, where's this money coming from? How are you funding this? And it's like the, the fans, also, where the do fan, you, where do you go from there? It's like, oh, your fan, whoever could be your fan has already seen you like apparently at the pinnacle of your success. So what's the <laughs> journey you're actually going to go on? Yeah. Where, like where, where you, do you go? Where are you going next? Like you shooting a video on the moon or you're, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're going to Mars, like what? <laughs> yeah. You got pe- to take people on the journey with you and yeah. find, you know, the beauty and the, the things that So it's all about what you choose to, um, I guess, value. Um, and you know, you can value the smallest interaction with someone and, you know, someone may say one thing and I come up with a whole song about it, but it's like, um, I think a lot of people are 
enticed by the end goal instead of the journey. And that, that's not what art is meant to be. And to think that you're going to blow up off of acting like something that, uh, acting like the end product of what you want to be, um, does not work. It's, um, it's like, I talked to people about this with the Harry Potter and the philosopher's stone. Like the only way he could get the stone is if he believed in it, but wasn't going to use it. Um, and that's like, the same thing with music. Like if you just in it for money and if you're just in it for fame, you're probably not going to get it. Uh, and it's like, as soon as you don't want it is when those things start to actually take place and you find the actual beauty in, in the art and try to actually push that and actually love it instead of just loving it for what it can give you, you know? Yeah. I, I couldn't have said that better. That was, I completely agree with, that it's just you can't be in it for the wrong reasons you know i mean people can tell they can and then just like not only that but eternally you know you'll you'll just burn out because like you know what's fueling that fire you know you can't just be fueled by material things and what may come of it you know it's like you gotta you know because the the whole the whole you know games of freaking grind you know like not just music, podcasting, whatever you, you're doing. Like it's, it takes some serious work. And one thing that I've really appreciated being on the other end, like as a creator, it's like, it, yeah, it's, it's not easy. It's like, I've you know, even just trying to get this uh, interview going. It's like trial and error and figuring it out. Like, it's like, okay, you just don't know, you know, you, you learn by doing them and yep. you can't get discouraged by things like that. So. Yeah, just immerse yourself, take the leap and, you know, find your way to fly on the way down, I guess. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing too. Like I've been wanting to do a podcast for, for a long time, just cause it's like one, it's in my name. Like, come on, got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then two, it's just like, I feel like I have a lot to say and a lot, you know, just from who I am. And that's my goal with the show is like, I want it to be hundred percent. Obviously I'm talking with people like you, but like, I want it to kind of just be like when you listen, it's like, Oh, like I know, Ryan. like that's Ryan for sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, I, I just kind of had to like, well, specifically I talked to Dylan and then I talked to uh, Bob, Bobby Hobart and he kind of was like, yo, you just got to do it, man. I'm like, all right, you're right. That's so simple. I needed to hear that and got things together quickly. And was just like, all right, let's, let's do this and see where it goes. But you know, I'm not even, the thing is I'm not even in, in it for like, um, uh, money or anything. Like I'm, I know people say that, but it's just like, I'm, I'm not expecting to make a dollar off this. Like, I just want to like show the other side of creatives and just people, you know, showing every, you know, every day, like people like you, myself, our peers, like we're more than our job title. You know, we're, we're, yeah. there's just so much more to it. Like we're, obviously human but it's just yeah it's just an open and honest discussion so yeah no, a little peek behind the curtain which i think a lot of i, I get this a lot of times where i'm messaged as if i'm like uh an entity or i'm like i don't have a manager or a label like you're talking to me and i'm a person on the other side and then so i think what you're doing is important for um you know of course to give whatever platform you can to the things that you believe in and um appreciate and at the same time you know bring a humanity to your to yourself and then also others um so that 
also we can hopefully you and me um, inspire others to I was talking to someone about this today. You know, a lot of times we put like these crazy famous celebrities or artists or on this crazy pedestal, like they're not human, but I think it's important to do things like this to like show people that we're all human. Like we're all just as we also have the same ability to attain the things you dream about. And so like, you shouldn't put people on a pedestal like that. Like we're all human at the end of the day. And I think doing podcasts like this and really sitting down with people and having that honest conversation is inspiring to a lot of people. Cause it can be like, Oh, like he's not just someone who pops up on my Spotify. Like that's a person. I'm a person. Like he just decided to approach life like this and go for his dream. It's in this way. And I can take who I am and do it the same way because we're all just human at the end of the day. So I think this takes the veil and the, the weird sometimes pedestal that people go, Oh, well, I can't do that because I'm not that, or I, I don't have this or, and it's like, no, we all are just as capable. It, it's just a matter of doing it. Even for you, like you were talking about, like Bobby was like, just do it. And it's true. Like a lot of times the hardest thing for people is that first step because they get in their heads about, you know, things that haven't even happened yet instead of just making the effort to get there and then decide what to do when they do happen. Um, I don't know. I think what you're doing is incredibly important. Um, I think on a, a, lot, a wide range of reasons. Yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, it means a lot to have your support, like, and just for you to jump on this early in the, you know, the program here. So, I mean, of course, down, down the line, you know, I mean, my favorite thing about doing these first, you know, episodes is like, you know, three, four or five, whatever, we can look back and it's like, wow, like we were talking about this and it's like, you've grown, I've grown. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's what it's all about right there. But these little time know, capsules. Yeah. It's, it's like a moment. It's like almost, I mean, because photographers and, you know, they capture moments and all that. But like, I almost feel like this is a moment in time where it's like, we're just sharing our thoughts and letting it fly, you know, because 100%. Damn it. I, I'm trying to catch myself because I'm so I, it's a habit of mine. I always say, you know, like, like everyone knows, like when I'm trying, <laughs> it's, you know, it, it, we'll, we'll, we'll get I, there. <laughs> people, people give me, I like going to a really deep thing on my Instagram live. And then at the end I'll go, but I don't know. And people are like, no, you had a really good, <laughs> like, don't end it with, I don't know. But at the same time, it's like, it's all, a lot of times what I talk about are potential things or ideas. And it's like, I don't know. Like, even I was talking to someone about this the other day. And it's like, I'm not a flat earther at all. But I've never seen the earth from afar and seen it as a sphere. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I see pictures, you know, there's some video live streams, but I've never myself been there to see it. So. I don't know as a, as a person, as an individual, I don't know. So that's why even like with ideas or like some things I'll talk about, it is funny. Like um, you say that because there is some truth to why we latch on to our little, the little things that we say sometimes um, there is something deep down and there's a reason that we approach it from that way. Um, like, even if it sounds like it's just like a, I don't know, uh, compulsion to go, like when I say, I don't know, uh, there is some truth to it deep down in a subconscious level. You know, there's always a something, you know, I don't know. You see, <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe it's cause like we, 
are trying to say something and it's like you are you're not just like not enti- not that you're not entirely sure but it just kind of like puts the stamp like I'm not right or wrong or I almost said it again you know like because it's <laughs> but <laughs> uh it is funny just it's just another thing that makes us human you know 100 percent yeah <laughs> it, it, it's funny how i feel like everyone has like their little like uh for logic it's semi-automatic no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know we all have our little compulsion but there but there is some truth to the reasoning behind it i like to think about that because there's always a subconscious thing at play that makes us have a uh, reason for little human things that we do. It's funny. I agree. It's just, I'm always trying to study like habit and the mind. I mean, one thing I'm really into right now is like psychology just because it's like, I'm always trying to not that, but like I'm, I really like to observe 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 <laughs> people's uh observe, like like why like people do things where there's like yeah. why do they make that decision or like or I, even just like communicating with someone why like why they would just like not say something you know trying to put myself i i, I try to do that a lot where you, i'm just putting myself in the person's shoes like all right like if i approach someone like this is this like how would that make that person feel you know, or just yeah. like trying to be mindful, but it's always, I'm trying to like learn the deeper sides of that. Like, okay, maybe it's the way they were raised or developed, or they just don't have that. They have a chemical imbalance in their brain. So yeah. it's, it's a very fascinating thing. I mean, it's cause I mean, we're, we're, you know, we say we're all human, but we're all just so different, which like, I think kind of makes life fun, you know, yeah. just cause it's, there you go again, you know, but <laughs> It is what makes life fun. <laughs> no, there, I, I've definitely been interested in this recently, especially um, I'm, I'm trying to be way more mindful of projection, whether it be me or someone else. Um, so I don't know. I've been in some situations where, um, you know, you see someone's true colors and uh, you start to, you know, see little things from your relationship with them for as long as, you had it and it all kind of lines up. It all makes sense at the end. Like um, I've known some people in my past who would, who would be like, Oh, why are you so trusting of strangers and people? And at the time, you know, you take that as, you know, just a question. It's a, it's a weird, but it's like, no, that's actually a projection of the way that you see everyone else. You're it's a projection that you are distrusting of people because you know that you should not be trusted. So it's like your reality must be the overall arcing reality. And so it actually says a lot about the type of person you're dealing with. Um, So I've been, even on Twitter, there was a fan who's now like, I'm really close with and he's awesome. Um, But he, when I dropped Superhuman, he was putting out all this, all these tweets, just ripping it to shreds. And I like DM'd him and I was like, dude, like, is everything okay? Like, are you all right? He's like, honestly like everything at home has been really tough like it's really hard right now and that was like eye-opening to me because i was like damn like how many times on the internet are people just screaming into the ether for help in the form of ripping someone else apart you know um and that really like not just on the internet but in regular life was like damn there's you know how many people in your daily life are 
know, projecting onto you their insecurities or their fears. It's not even about you. Right. It's it's because I'm an overthinker. So I try to be like, yeah, why did that happen this way? And what can I do to, you know, and then this, the human self-preservation kicks in of like, how can I make sure this never happens again? That's like the, um, and so I have been learning about a lot of that stuff to be like, all right, there's, there's always things that we have to work on ourselves as individuals, but there's some things that aren't our fault. And regardless of it's being presented to us as our problem, it's a lot of times it's projection. Absolutely. And I mean, you, when it's, it's crazy to think about just because like some people, don't necessarily know how to express like their emotion or how to deal with it. So like they'll like latch out in anger when they're like, yeah. but really they're hurting or it's just like, that's their way of showing they care. And it's like, yeah, it's like, you don't know. It's just, it's, it's nuts, but. I've had, know. I've had people do terrible things and I thought it was directed at me, but um, there's things I found out where it's just like you were self-sabotaging, like your relationship with me was, so good that you didn't feel you deserved it. And so you're a self-sabotaging person where you, you can't even accept something good. And, and it's like, that's next level projection of, you know, I need to mess this up because everything always gets messed up, but they don't even take a step back and go, maybe I'm messing everything up. And that's why I feel like I don't deserve this. Um, but yeah, that it, it's very much, um, very human and we don't really know what everyone has going on and it's just important i hope that everyone can take that away that a lot of times with someone's you know whether it be a hard to deal with parent or a relationship or a friend or sometimes a lot of people these days take things very personally and a lot of times it's not meant to be you're not meant to be fired upon you are just indirectly the product of you are just indirectly being hurt by their hurt you know yeah. And it's, and you don't even realize it. I mean, that, I mean, that's why I really try to, you know, I mean, I'm, I try to be very optimistic and kind to people and that may not always be my truth just cause it's like, I'm a human. I go through things, but I just always try to look like, I don't, like, I don't know what, you know, ABC, X, Y, and Z are going through. So it's like yeah. one or even just a stranger, like, why not do something nice so that that might make their day. You don't know what they're going through. Yeah. I mean, not like, I don't know. I'm, I'll be kind to strangers, but not like over the top where I'm paying for everyone's meal. You know what I mean? Like just yeah, like yeah. holding the door open or being like acknowledging yeah, yeah, their presence, yeah. you know? So, but people just want to be seen sometimes. Like you never know what that can do to someone. Like maybe they feel totally invisible in their life and you just smile at them or you say hello or thank you. And it's game changing for them. And it feels small to you, but uh, you know, you just made someone's, Maybe you change the entire course of their week, their month, their year. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. And that's why you just got to put your best foot forward. Um, yeah. Since we're, I, I think it's funny that, you know, you're my first virtual like guest, which is kind of ironic because the way we met was basically kind of through the internet in a sense. So I kind of want to talk, <laughs> talk, talk about that and just touring. So, about two years ago, a bunch of good lads got into a van for the first time without knowing each <laughs> they other. Said, Get in my white van. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. We're going I mean, on tour. Yeah, it's just, it's just kind of crazy to think that uh, just like the way things happen, like like if how like one decision will lead to like like we you know if I 
wouldn't have taken that tour. Like when Dylan called me, like I probably, you know, I, we pro- I probably would have connected with you somehow, but like we, we wouldn't have formed the friendship and I wouldn't have, you know, met you the way I did, but one hundred percent. Um, yeah, let, let, let's, let's just talk about that for me. Cause I, th- that, that was such a crazy time and a crazy thing. And I thought it was, there's some bumpy rides, but I thought it was pretty, it was pretty well executed for what it was. I mean, no, we made it happen. We did. And the fact that like, I'm trying to think how many were, there was seven of us. It was you, me, Dylan, Ryan, John, Cody, Kyle. So yes, yeah, seven, seven of us, but that's, yeah. it was, it was a wild time. What, like, what were your, like, if you could look back, what were your initial thoughts going into that? Just like, were you just like, Oh boy. Cause I, I kind of want to touch upon too, like the men, not the mental health, but just like this, the insanity of being a touring artist. Cause like a lot of people will just see it and they're like, Oh, it's a party. Like, you know, we're, you know, we just go, you, you know, you're here, like, let's go crazy. But it's like, it's really about, you know, executing the schedule and resting and all that nonsense. But feel free to share your thoughts and opinions on all that stuff. <laughs> you don't really get it. I mean, it seems glorious and whatever. And I love touring. I'm someone, I, um, I'm someone where I commit to something and I just do it. I don't it, I, I either, you know, it's, there's a lot of things I've done in my last year where I took risks that I shouldn't have and things that people told me don't go do that, but I had to do it for myself. Um, because I always, a lot of good things have come from my life from making, taking risks, even if they indirectly happened, you know, even if the initial risk was a, was a bust It normally like even getting to Nashville was that it, it was the indirect product of a, a bust. Um, so I take the risks. I, 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 even with my music, you know, genre wise and stuff like that, like I, I take the risks to, you know, go with my gut, go with my heart. And it usually ends me up where I'm supposed to be. Um, but going on that tour, I was, I was just excited to be honest. I didn't know anyone. I had worked with Dylan. I had talked to Ryan. I think Ryan and I had, had done a song um, before that. I, I forget when top of the world came out. Um, yeah, Ryan and I had done a song before that. Cody and I didn't really know each other, even though we lived pretty close. Uh, we only really found out we lived as close as we did after or during the fact. Um, John and I had never met. Uh, we became super good friends. Everyone in that tour, like we became, you know, spend two months in a van and you, you usually become, <laughs> unless you want to kill each other by the end, you usually <laughs> become pretty good friends. Yeah, um, I mean, it's either great success or huge disaster, you know, so 100%. there's really no in between, <laughs> but it's a, uh, it's a, it's a roll of the dice, but it, it definitely was something like we had really good dates. We had some shows where it was like seven people, but we rocked it out. And I'm someone who I try to, and I think everyone else on the tour was in the same mind frame of, you know, I'm going to give the group of seven, the same show I would to, you know, one of my audiences of like 250. Like I, I want, I know those people are there and wanted to be there just as bad as anyone at any big show. So they deserve right. the same show anywhere. And, um, you know, there were some, some nights where we had nice hotel rooms. There were some where we had to freaking bite the bullet and sleep <laughs> on the floor. Yeah. Um, 
was it the mini which one was that where it was like we thought that they were trafficking organs do you remember that <laughs> that was in minneapolis i that was yeah. that was honest I'll, I'll take that was completely my fault i booked it on hotels.com and like the pictures look nice and then we pulled up and it was like kind of like in the hood a little bit and oh god there, there was there was yeah there was like blood stains on the floor like the hallway carpet dude yeah. there were like but, all these uh i'll just say foreign guys uh with suits on you know, like exchanging these foam coolers <laughs> <laughs> it's it like we all knew what it probably was but we just didn't want to believe it yeah <laughs> That was uh oh, God. that was that was that was interesting. But we, but we made oh, it we God. made it through, you know, it's it's a story we'll remember for sure. Yeah, I definitely, definitely. knew. So I was like I felt bad. I was like you know, I put every not everyone at risk, but just it's like damn. As the one it's not part char- of the journey, the, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, as the one in charge, it's like I should have known better. But sometimes when you're on the fly, it's like you kind of just have to make a decision, you know, it's like and that's a damn good story. I mean, <laughs> it is. It, the one thing I loved about that tour too is like how, I guess, kind of easygoing it was between because it, it, my job could have been um, way more difficult if, you know, like you, Dylan, you know, Brian, Dylan, and yourself had like these enormous egos, and it was just kind of like you. Th- we were all traveling together, and it was like one person wanted like three different things, and it's just like how are we going to meet in the middle here? But everyone yeah. kind of like went with the flow and this was like whoever was headlining each show and it, everyone was a good sport. Cause like they knew, I mean, it's not like we were traveling very luxuriously. Like if we were on a tour bus and just a lot more was at stake, it, it definitely could have gotten that way. But I yeah. think it was, it was a great uh, moment for everyone. And everyone, I think, every, I mean, everyone learned it. Like Cody taught me a ton on that. You know, and just yeah. it was a complete team effort, which I fucking loved. You know, yeah. But no, it was a hell of a time. Yeah, part two coming soon. Well, not a tour, but just like a reunion. I can feel it. Once I, I saw do something, that would be so fun. And it's just like, yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. But it's got to be safe. Um, yeah. What's interesting though about you know touring, you you kind of do well overseas like I, I think you have a line where you say like i'm probably way off just because it's like i you know oh, you, you, you write the music i don't but it said like something like i'm popping off overseas or i'm platinum overseas or something but what like kind of talk talk about like that experience just like how you know going to com- like the other side of the world and just you have these people just screaming your name and you know, these shows are just so packed out. Like what, what's that been like? And like, what, I mean, I have no idea. Wild. There. Yeah, yeah. No, I love touring in Europe. Uh, just the hospitality is incredible. Like there's so many times, uh, especially with the Onus tour that they just make these like homemade meals and like some of the most bomb meatballs I ever had were in Germany. Um, by just like the show people, I don't know who it was who made them, but my God. um, and it's just people People are so excited to see you. I don't know. It, it feels like there's a different approach to music overseas where it is about the content. It's about how it makes people feel. And it's not like, oh, this guy is popping. Like in the U.S., you know, I love 
I've, I've toured a bunch in the United States and stuff, but it is very cloudy. It's very much like, oh, I'm a go just because this guy has a hundred thousand Instagram followers. Like, really? Are you into the music or are you there to be seen there? You know? Yeah. Um, and I feel like overseas, it's very much people are there to be there and want to be there. Um, and uh, like you were saying, I do have a really good following in Germany, um, Amsterdam, Sweden, Norway. Um, and it's crazy. I don't know. This is what I was talking about earlier is like my uniqueness. Uh, I, I never used where I was from as like a handicap. I just owned it and was like, yeah, this is my mind state. This is where I come from. This is what I do. Um, and I think that's a perfect example of like these people like halfway across the world who relate to what I do and, um, you know, could feel that. And, you know, they may come from small mountain towns or whatever over there. Um, but they relate to, you know, someone who doesn't come from your normal, you know, United States staple doing what I do. Um, and I don't know, it, it, it's a beautiful thing to tour over there. It's really eye opening. It's also a big thing of like, I've learned, you know, people are very much the same everywhere. Everyone's different, but as a society and as a civilization, you know, people think that, oh, you'll go somewhere and it's so different and people act so different, but no, we're all, we're all humans in a, in a very well connected world where we are kind of of the same headspace and mind state these days. Um, so that's a beautiful thing. It's really cool to go out and be like, all right, we're, we're way more connected than we think. Um, we're all we're all having the same experience of landing on this planet without being without asking to and finding our way through it and you know finding the beauty where we can in it and going through you know our journeys and regardless of where we're from everyone's in that same boat so it's really cool you know touring and meeting people um who come from very different you know town or place than i do who still relate on a human level to what i do there must be no better feeling. I mean, it's pretty crazy. It, it just, you know, I mean, I saw it firsthand, just people coming up to you and just telling you how their music saved their life or just how it impacted them. And it's just like to hear that is probably, I mean, that's probably a huge reason you just keep going, you know, just because it's well, like, I think what's really cool about like my music is there, there is a lot of honesty and transparency in it. And like, I'll meet up with fans and like, they're ready to like have their heart on their sleeve to me. Like they'll tell you, tell me exactly what like they're going through or something happened, but it's crazy that I've never met them, you know, and you do have the people who come up to me and they're kind of scared shitless about it. Like I was saying earlier, like they kind of see me as a idea or a thing instead of a person. So seeing me as a person, uh, I've definitely had some people get really shooken up by it. Um, and, you know, kind of close off until I can talk to them and, you know, get them to be like, Oh, this is like a regular um, conversation in a person. But a lot of times people, because of the honesty and the transparency in my music, people are comfortable, you know, coming up to me and in the first five minutes, like spilling their whole thing, which is crazy for me. Um, but, and in the beginning was kind of like daunting to be like, damn, it's like a whole lot to throw at me right now. Um, but now it's kind of more like, you know, these people feel comfortable with, my honesty and truth that they're comfortable enough to come up to me and within five minutes spilling theirs to me, which is a really good sign that I'm doing something right in my music, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's probably definitely overwhelming, 
you know, just to have people be that open and honest with you, but also it's like, you you know, these people care that much that you're, um, they're just, you know, I mean, I I used to be freaked out by it, but I'm like, I'm already, you, you put me in my head in your headphones every day and listen to me vent about all my things. So, um, you know, I have to be as open and accepting as you are of me to you, uh, which I think is important. It's a two way. Yeah. It's a a learning experience to know how to connect and uh, understand it. Cause you know, at one point I'm just in a recording studio making these songs in my house or in my apartment. And then to go out in the world and have people like yell these things back at me or, you know, talk to me about their experiences with it is pretty crazy. It's taking an introspective experience and making it extremely extroverted. Um, so it is a weird transition, but it's something you kind of grow with. It's like the same thing with your podcast. Like you can't teach anyone road life. You can't teach anyone touring or live performance. You just have to do it. You literally have to get out, get on the stage, regardless of how scary it is. And every day, uh, just learn a little bit more and become a little more confident and uh, find your place in it, I guess. Absolutely. Figure out what works for you, you know, what doesn't and go from there and just put your best foot forward. Um, One, you know, one thing I want to definitely talk about before it escapes here, but your new album, you just recently put out a new album. Um, It's honestly one of the most unique album titles I think I've ever seen, truthfully, just because it's like, I remember when you first dropped or told me about it, I was like, whoa, that, what? And I like, I had to Google search what the word meant. <laughs> and yeah. then when I got that, it was like, okay, that makes perfect sense. So, I mean, if you yeah. just want to talk about what I guess inspired the new album, the new record or, and just kind of, well, you, you touched about it a bit earlier, just like you did, you recorded about 80% of it in Wyoming, but yeah, yeah I guess just what inspired it. What, made you be like, okay, this is the idea. Like, let's go. Like, I'm just curious. And I'm sure people out there are curious as well. Yeah. So originally I had a totally different album name and title when I, or album name and uh, cover art. When I got to Wyoming, I was like, all right, this is what it's going to be. And it just turned into something totally different while I was there. And uh, I was always interested in the concept of Kintsugi um, and the idea. And the more I was working on the album, but the more I was like, all right, this is, and this entire year has been me trying to put myself back together. Um, and I'm finding beautiful parts of myself through that. Um, and so it just, the, the original title and the cover art was uh, Cash, Creek, Cash Creek Drive, uh, where my parents live in Wyoming. Um, it's one of the houses I grew up in. We lived in a bunch of houses in Wyoming, but um, it was the last house I lived in before going to Seattle and then eventually um, going full time. So. I thought I was going to go back and be very like nostalgic and talk about growing up and stuff. And that's what the album would be. But as I looked at my life, the, the, the past, I guess, a year and a half before I um, was doing that part of the album, I, I really realized that um, I had a lot more to say and a lot more to figure out and a lot more to process. Um, and so the album was basically, it starts off very low rock bottom Um Beginning of 2019, I got really, really messed up by someone. Um, And there were a couple songs that I was like, all right, this outlays it. And then there were a couple other songs. And I basically started to work on the album to um, 
in the process through the healing, do some more healing that I needed. But at the same time, you know, talking about my process of healing and learning how to trust again, eventually learning how to love again. And the funny thing is by the end of the album and when it's already out and the past couple months have happened, found out I never should have trusted that person anyway, but it's still a beautiful process for my own healing. It was something that, you know, uh, the album helped me. I'm very much of a believer that I used to put a lot of worth on statistics and how many streams it gets or how people respond and how many, but I found that if I can make a song that I'm happy with and that actually has brought me personal growth before it's out, then whatever is said about it or wherever it goes is trivial to me um, because it's already the piece of art I needed for my own personal growth. And so if I'm already happy with it, nothing anyone says about it can shake that. Um, there's a lot of people these days, even kids are like, they'll message me and be like, no one's listening to my music. No one cares. And I'm like, well, it doesn't make you happy. At the end of the day, is it actually making you happy? Is it something that you find worth? Is it something that make, that's making you a better person? If not, you may not be in it for the right reasons. Um, and I've always written from a therapeutic state, um, especially going back to this album um, and going back to Wyoming. I, I felt like I really, really dug into that again and um, used the music to be the therapy I needed. Um, and so the whole album is kind of this that Kintsugi thing where Kintsugi is uh, taking broken pottery and um, putting it back together with gold um, to make it so that you're highlighting the cracks and also making something more beautiful in the end result of something that was originally broken. And I feel like that's what we all go through. We're all constantly getting broken down, picking up our pieces back, putting our pieces back together. And every time we become, we, we get some scars, but at the same time, we become a little bit more beautiful and more interesting people than we were before and learn more about ourselves. If we're, if we're open, I know a lot of people who do terrible things and never take the time to actually be self-aware and do the self-healing that they need to. And so they keep making the same mistakes. But I'm someone who personally overthinks and I, I want to, you know, make my future better than my present or my past. And so the album is this definite journey of, you know, picking myself up and uh, kind of rising out of the dark and back into the light, I guess. Wow. I See, I did not, a lot of that, what you shared, I did not even know. But when I, you know, when I've listened to it, I definitely got what you just explained just because you, you just did a great job of carefully crafting it and putting out, you know, your bet, basically, you know, the vulnerable piece of you. And yeah, I, I mean, I did not know what Kintsuki meant until, did I say that right? Kintsuki? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> until I, you know, I Googled it and, then everything in my own head kind of made sense. It's like, okay, wow. That, that, yeah, because a lot of songs, actually, a lot of songs are very revealing of like the, the scars that I've had. There's a lot of things that I didn't really go into depth about. Like, uh, Dark Side is very much, you know, it, it's gaslighting. It's, it's exactly how it feels. It, it's, but at the same time, you're questioning yourself and you're like, am I the problem? But you're not at the end of it. It's the same thing with put me on ice. It's, you know, my role and why I put up with the chaos and the, the fearful love that I'm so attracted to. Um, so there's so many things in it where I, I really deep dove into why I feel the way I do in order to try to reflect and figure out how to heal that. And, you know, um, we all play a part in our tribulations and that's, um, 
the album is, I, I felt it very well displays, you know, how, you know, people can treat you terribly, but at the same time, you're treating yourself terribly if you allow people to treat you terribly. Um, so we're all, we all play a part in any, and I felt like the album was very much, it, it, it towed that line very well between trying to take ownership, but at the same time, you know, vent the things I needed to and the realizations I came to and um, the rebuilding of trust I had to, and I'm still working on with myself and others, you know. Wow. That's trust is such a big, I mean, I think I even struggle with it from time to time. Just, you don't know people's intentions. And when you've people, you know, someone very important to you has broken that it's, it's tough to like put that trust into others again. That's another thing. That's what I was talking about with projection earlier is it's very important to look at that from being like, did they do that to hurt me or did they do that to hurt themselves? Cause they don't feel like they deserve whatever you're offering them. And that's a big thing of like a lot of times I've joined a lot of like um, rehabilitation communities and stuff like that for some of the things I've been put through. And a lot of times people want to, you know, you know, you overthink, you, you want to think that it's entirely your fault or you were in the wrong or something like that. Um, but when people do terrible things to you, Um, there is no, there's, there's no exception to that. That When someone knowingly does something like that, but you have to look at it as, you know, this person isn't trying to hurt me. They literally just don't know how to treat themselves well. And you were indirectly affected by their terrible decisions. Um, you know, and a lot of people want to, believe that they were the problem or and we all play our part but at the same time when you are you know when your trust is destroyed with someone or someone destroys it um you got to learn to trust yourself uh again and know that you know a lot of times that was product of projection and it has nothing to do with you it's just you were indirectly um affected by their you know toxic projection i guess yeah. And it, it's just such an interesting thing to think about just because like, I mean, personally me, with myself, it's like, I'm, you know, like, like you, I'm a big overthinker and it's like me trying to look at the other side. It's like, I don't like, I'm honestly scared to jump into like a very serious relationship just because I don't want to be that toxic person or just like, I want to be the best version of myself. Yeah. Or, but, um, I've been or, bad or at sometimes it's sometimes like, I feel like you and me probably are a little more trusting of people than normal. And so we believe that everyone is probably of the same mind state, but the the same people are distrusting of people believe everyone around them is of that same mind state. So they believe, Oh, if I don't hurt you, then you're going to hurt me. So they think you're just as negative as they are because that's their reality. That's the way they think. It's like, we can't even step into you know, a serial killer's mind to be like, why do you do that? But like, he can't even step into your mind and be like, why don't you do that? Because the reality is so different, uh, but that we all want to believe that everyone's reality is our shared reality when it's not a lot of times what we were talking about earlier, of, you know, there's a lot of different things that make up everyone's minds. Um, and, you know, people are tend to believe that everyone is of the same character that they are. Um, and that's why we all get each other in trouble. Yeah. I, I mean, I think 
one probably, I mean, it's probably a huge flaw, but like, I, I always try to see the good in someone when, when I know I shouldn't just because it's like, I don't know if it's my heart, you know, my good, you know, having a good heart or just like trying to be a good person. But then as I've gotten older, I guess it just, I've learned, I mean, especially in, you know, in the music business and stuff, it's just like, not everyone has that especially, but not everyone has your best interest at heart, you know, even though you may like think, Oh, like, yeah, of course. Like he's, he's good. And it's just like, no, exactly what you said about projection and it's a tough thing to learn, but like, I think you can get better and learn about it if you're just self-aware and kind of go. You got to remain you, but also have this little bit of armor up, which I I tend to not put up that I should. Yeah. Same. Um, And it's like, you got to have that. And that's why I look at things as like a learning experience to be like, okay, the universe, this sucks. My bad, but all good. The universe is probably getting me ready for a bigger decision where I need to have that filter in place to be like, all right, is this a, whether it have been, uh, whether it's maybe a future relationship or a future business deal or kind of label, who knows, I need to have these filters in order to uh, avoid some huge predicament that I could get into if I do not develop that. Um, and so I always, uh, I'm, not a not an orthodox religion type person but i have my beliefs about you know there's there's energy there's you know the universe has a there's a karmic i guess process that goes on um and also i think the things that happen to us i'm a big believer in things happen for you not to you um it's not like i'm at the receiving end of something it's like no you had to learn from this and you're supposed to learn from this to avoid a future bigger issue that could come up you know yeah i mean it's just it's all a learn you know we're just learning and trying like decision making is harder than especially when it's something so important to like your life or your business or whatever but um speaking speaking of business i kind of want to it's something also i want to talk about too is moon five two it's something that I really think is so cool because it's just not a branch of you, you know, you as a artist or person, you know, it's, it's like, I mean, I don't even know how to say it. Like it's a, it's a clothing brand, but it's not like, it's you basically. Yeah. Like it, this is like everything that you want to create, but it's just not, it's not another merch line. Like it, it's yeah. like, if you own this, it's like a special piece, you know? So, I mean, if you want to, touch on that a little bit i would love to educate myself and the listeners out there no it's something um i've had i came up with the moon 52 logo in college just like in a notepad just messing around um and it's evolved since then but um it's something that i had back then and then ended up trying to do some merch runs with it very early on pretty terrible quality but it was something i wanted to try out um and kind of make a something that was like part of the brand, but at the same time, it's able to go grow legs of its own and go wherever it wants to go, you know, create a life of its own. Um, and so it was something for me where in 2018, I decided, all right, I'm going to give it a whole, I'm going to, I'm going to explain it as a brand and as a concept within my album, Superhuman. Um, and so I kind of gave it this background ethos to it. 
Um, and it's kind of, it's really fun for me. I like to design. I love, I, even with music, even with everything I do, I love to bring ideas to life. That's like, I love to see something on paper and then become a tangible object. Um, whether it be a song or whether it be an album or whether it be, you know, I'm doing sneakers. I got hoodies on the way. I'm trying to do coats. We just did the first sample for that. Um, and I'm doing jeans, always doing hoodies, crewnecks, t-shirts. Um, and it's something where I, I can kind of, it still lives within the abstract universe, I guess I've created, but it, it has the capabilities to, you know, become whatever it wants to be and um, allows me to focus on more of, instead of just slapping an abstract logo on a t-shirt or it's something where I can actually go in and be like, all right, let me experiment with materials. Let me, let me experiment with concepts. Uh, let me experiment with uh, patterns and just really look at it as a clothing brand, as opposed to being something that's just like, abstract branded um it allows me to really get creative with i guess my merchandise and um also with the hopes of it becoming like i, I said um its own thing that is still connected to me that but has a life of its own um no so it's fun i, I love moon five too as much as i love doing my abstract stuff it's been really good to me now because um i've been through a lot in the last couple of months and i'm making music i'm writing hooks but my mind's not fully there. So it's been really fun to be like, all right, I'm gonna stay productive and creative and still be designing and making merch and, you know, making samples. And, you know, there's some things I've previewed that who knows if they'll come out this year or next year, I'm always planning ahead with that stuff. Um, but it's, it's a fun alternative creative outlet for me, I guess. And I've always loved, I grew up loving, you know, there's a big company from Colorado called gibberish. Uh, that I love and uh, just having my own clothing company was a big thing for me even before music I was like I think that'd be awesome if I could do that so it's really making like a childhood dream one of my first things was to like have a ski company so eventually I'm hoping that maybe I could get into you know pressing my own skis and who knows with Moon 5.2 there's a lot of cool things that I think I can do with the Moon 5.2 brand that I, I normally couldn't do with just slapping my artist name on it and calling it a day um but it's just a fun it's a fun side venture and I, I really enjoy it and it's something that you know i'm as passionate about as i am with my music but it's just in a whole different realm and allows me to have this little outlet when the music gets to be a little much i love it and i think it's just phenomenal just because like it, it almost showcases like how creative and talented that you are just as a person, not just like as a Thank musician, you. just because it, it kind of like puts you in that different light. It's like people just like kind of how like you're seeing all these different um, ventures from artists or professional athletes. It's just like now like yeah. abstract and moon five two. like he's a abstract is a business owner, you know, not that yeah. your music is not a business, but there's like something else there. That's yeah. not completely with uh the artist brand so that I, i'm a huge fan of that and just i, I love you know I, I just love seeing the samples that, you know it's 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 cool man you're you're yeah you're you're doing it you're figuring it it's out it's exciting dude it's really cool especially with some of the newer stuff like for a long time it was like oh well, i'll like screen print or embroider this on but like with the jeans it's like all right i'm gonna give you my dimensions i literally like fuse two of my favorite jeans of all time um, I am, for anyone who doesn't know, I, I 
do love clothes and I do love sneakers. I'm a definite sneakerhead. And so I've always had an affinity for clothing and fashion. And um, it's definitely something where it, it, it's kind of a long time dream that I, I'm slowly um, getting to bring in, into fruition, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, am I cutting I out tripod? You're, you're like pixely. So I was like trying to figure it out, but I, you're, you're good now. Oh, there you go. Sorry, man. I, I, okay. I don't want to cut you off what you're saying, but oh, it's all good. We, got, we got, we got the audio. Um, what do you call it? Uh, I mean, I, I think we kind of touched on it briefly, like all over this uh, conversation, but one thing that I think is really important, obviously is mental health. I don't want the whole conversation to be about it. Kind of, you know, that show is all about like, it kind of goes where it goes, but you being an, an artist and a business owner, like how does that play a role? Because I know for a fact, and you know this, that mental health is not talked about in the music industry whatsoever. It's just kind of like, you're an artist, you're a freaking machine. You're not a human being, you know, like you, you play, yeah. you know, especially at the major scale, it's like, all right, you're, you're, you're a cash cow, go play 200 shows a year, you know? And it's like, that's probably a lot yeah. to deal with, but I would just love to hear your side. If you're open to sharing, obviously, if you're not and don't want to be that personal, that's totally cool. And I respect that. No, I definitely, I mean, you look at, let me know if I cut out at all, Ryan, cause okay. it's kind of it's weird. I'm pixelating. Um, no, like even you look at a Vici dude and they like drove that man into the ground. It's yeah. crazy. And it's, it's super sad. Cause they, they, Halsey has a song about that. Like, um, I kind of treat you like a machine, like just, you know, spit out the sad stuff give it to us and then at the same time it's like do you understand that there's actual pain behind us do you understand that there's actually like a person on the other end who, who is actually going through that to create this art that is looked at as just a product um i don't know it's very sad the way that you know the bigger you get the more you're looked at like i was saying earlier is less of a human more of this entity. oh man your audience like well your face will move like this and then like this and then i'm, I'm trying to create should we restart and then cut together yeah we, we can do that i'll start a new uh <laughs> and then we can try that question again just because like i think it's an important one and i don't i mean i think we got bits and pieces of it but obviously, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the people deserve the full thing you know <laughs> so uh 100 um, All right, let's let's restart her. Okay, I'm good. I'm gonna end this and then I'm just gonna send it again. I guess. So bear with me. All right. We are recording. Sorry about that, folks. You know, technical difficulties. Paying We're all the. Back. Yeah, back better than ever. Um, yes, sir. Um. Yeah, gotta love technology. Paying thousands of dollars for MacBooks and the kind of crash and burn on you after a little bit come it's on it's weird too because it was just like after a, 
a bunch of time, it was like, all right, we're done with you. We don't right? care like, anymore. Like I thought everything was super smooth up until yeah. that. Um, it was just like, we got to get, we got to use our bandwidth for other people. Y'all been talking too long. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> whatever. Screw them. To whoever but, on Zoom is monitoring us. Stop it, dude. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not that cool. Like, come on. We, we had a good conversation, but like, you can probably find better use of your time at the moment. So yeah, you zoom, zoom moderators. There's probably, there's probably other people on zoom pro that where they're having like a hundred plus people meeting and then they're like, Oh, let's uh, mess with these two idiots. Just like having a convo about <laughs> Take the bandwidth, dude, take it. Uh, we don't want your bandwidth. Actually. Yes, we do. Um, Oh Lordy. Yeah. Jeez. Um, but you're talking about mental health. Yes, and, being an uh, artist and dealing with mental health, um, what that's like, and just because you know you touched on it earlier, like you take ginormous risks, you know, with your creative side and all that, and it's probably not always the easiest thing. And then you have your personal stuff. So I mean, yeah. just feel free to touch light on that if anything. I don't know. It's um, like I was saying before we got cut off, like. I'm definitely not in this boat, but, you know, RIP, you know, Avicii got just driven into the ground. You know, they were doing crazy amounts of stuff, but he was being treated as a product. They weren't like, oh, this is a person at the end of the day. It's like, no, let's just see how many club appearances we can do. You know, how many interviews, how many radios we can hit. Um, and it, it drove him into the ground. He, he literally... You basically drained a human being of, you know, that's not normal. That's that's not good for anyone. And I think the big thing is totally different now is like everyone's while being cooped up. And, you know, a lot of us artists get a lot of inspiration from going on tour and meeting the people who are hitting and, um, you know, getting to see different places and experience different things. And we've kind of all been cooped up, like uh, staring at the same walls for a while. And uh, that can drive someone pretty nuts, whether you're an artist or not. Um, and it's definitely a strange state the world's in. And I think, you know, for some people, they've been able to grab it by the horns and, you know, buckle up and buckle in and, you know, use it to their advantage and use the time and uh, whatever. A lot of people who normally wouldn't have been a full-time artist can use their unemployment and just put that all, if you were smart, into your art and all that time into your art. Um, but for people who do it all the time, especially even people like me, like I haven't gotten to really, you know, be out in the world and see how the music is affecting or really hitting people and talk to the fans and experience that. And uh, it's definitely, it feels weird. It, 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 there's definitely this weird disconnect where I do love doing, even I was saying on Twitter, like I want to be a more podcast because, you know, I still want to talk to and communicate with people, at least if it's, in some way, some kind of behind the scenes. I've been doing a bunch of uh, Instagram lives. Um, So I think it's important also just for even my own sanity. It's like, all right, you know, let me, let me talk about how I'm feeling personally so that everyone doesn't feel so, you know, weird by their current reality. Cause we're all in the same boat. We're all, I have people ask like, when are you going on tour? I'm like, when anyone can go on tour. Like it's, it's just a widespread thing and everyone's going through it. And I, I hope by us talking about it and more Instagram lives I do and try to make people feel like, Hey, like 
we're all in this together and it's just something that's happening across the board and yeah it sucks it it allows a lot of our demons to creep in when we're just kind of subjected to our homes and can't really do our normal schedule or whatever we do to cope with our normal every day Um, but at the same time it it should reassure people to know that hey everyone's in this and uh, what you're a part of is actually an extremely unifying shared reality um, unfortunately but there is that silver lining of we're all uh, experiencing the same little glitch of life I guess yeah, I, I think you said that perfectly just because I think we're all, I don't care who you are, we're all in the same boat now. We're all in the same playing field. We're all, you know, walking that the same steps. You know, there's no getting around it. I mean, someone could have more money, whatever, but it's like, you know, you, you still got the pandemic going on. You still, you know, you're still a part of this world. And I think for the first time people are very aware of that. And you, I mean, I I don't know if I just think there's been a huge decrease in the celebrity culture and gossip. Like, yeah, they still run the tabloids still run with it. But like, I feel like a lot of people just don't really care about that as much anymore. It's because it's like, it's not relevant, you know, hopefully it brings people, it's bringing people a little more back to earth a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you got to hope. Yeah. That's hope. Hope, pray, believe that better days are ahead. At least that's the opti- optimist in me. And some friends I talk to, they're just like, you know, I mean, a couple of friends of mine, I think I was talking to, I think I was talking to Chris Boxing, actually. He, we were talking, he's, yep. he's just, um, we talked about just like how COVID has actually helped us a lot, just like him yep. personally to like develop as a person and even myself just because it's like there's i don't feel there's a social pressure to like i wouldn't say i'm I'm definitely not a people pleaser but just like if i get invited to something you know it's like all right sure but like now it's like there's more like you're not guilt tripping me about like going you know there's no guilt trip or any of that it's like you can live life on your own terms and i feel like a lot of people are on that wavelength i don't know if you think that but no, I definitely agree. There's also like a whole lot of, I think, especially in social media, it's like people post about all this crazy stuff they're doing and people get like this crazy FOMO about it. And, you know, there's still people being reckless and doing, you know, whatever the hell they want. And But at the same time, it's like, we're all like, nah, I don't really want to do that. that. That seems dangerous and uncalled for. And um, I think it's less of that, like, hopefully it's less of that, like, comparison of reality because our reality is kind of shared now um at least um the people who are not being reckless about it but um it it is this unifying moment for a lot of people to be like all right let me just get in touch with myself again i hope yeah i think i think uh i don't know it it took definitely lows to get there for me at least like I was kind of a mess at the start of this admittedly just because like I didn't know I just didn't know how to cope with what was to come because I was you know selfishly I was hoping to have a great year you know and follow up the profession that I kind of chose but then I kind of 
fell into this mindset of like, I'm just going to ride where life takes me. Like I'm going to make my decisions and put my best foot forward, but I'm not going to stress things that are completely out of my control. You know, I know I got good people around or people I can talk to. So we're all good. Um, Yeah. It it, it just, it's a wild time, but I hope uh, anyone out there that's listening that may not feel like there is a light at the end of the tunnel that, you know, this is proof that there is just because we're here talking and about it. And, you know, you're definitely not alone. So just- I mean, my hope, I think, I think my hope is a lot of things we took for granted. I hope people are yeah. more down to experience now. It's like, Oh, I could do that next week or I'll do that someday. I'll check that freaking museum out or I'll go to that show at some point. And now it's like, you know, those opportunities that you took for granted, you wish that you went out and, you know, saw those things, did those things, hung out with those people. And hopefully it's definitely this wake up call for everyone to be like, you know what, you know, life, as far as we know, uh, it depends on what you believe in, but it only happens once. And so when we are given these opportunities, instead of thinking that they're just run of the mill and, you know, tomorrow's another day and we could try it then, you know, you never know when this type of thing could hit again, even when things are normal again. So hopefully people kind of grab that by the horns and go, all right, I'm living life. I'm, I'm doing the things that I wanted to do and I'm going to go out and visit the places I always wanted to. Cause who knows if this happens again, or, you know, it, it is a wake up call. It, it, it shows us everything we took for granted that everyday life that we were just like, Oh, this is just life. It's like, no, that's a blessing that that was life now, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, personally, that's just kind of where I was at. I mean, I've never, I mean, I, I like nature, but I never really explored it, but I've been going hiking and camping as much as I could lately, just cause I like, get so fun to be out in that. So it's, I encourage anyone to just, as long as it's safe, you know, to take that opportunity or leap of faith. Cause like, why not? I mean, yeah. if this year has shown like, yeah, there's not, we take it all for granted. We do. It's yeah. like, we get so caught up in it, but, um, yeah, that, I mean, that was a great answer. I think, uh, or, or no, one one of uh, the final questions I really have is just, dude, how, how does it feel to be on Monday Night Football? That, that must be a surreal experience. I know that's may, maybe not a lot of your fans or just people that have heard your name in passing know that, but I mean, I guess touch upon that feeling just because like that's like – it's not like a, I don't know how to, it's a, it's a huge moment. Like, but it's not like Monday night football is going to turn into just like, you know, I don't, I don't know. It, it's not, no, yeah. it's not like a extremely life-changing moment, but it's also like a recognition of like all my hard work is paid off. Like, yeah, you know, so. No, it's definitely, it's cool to have lived in like these underground things of like, I show up on, you know, big YouTubers you know, blogs and their game edits and stuff like that, but to actually be on something that's like nationally syndicated on TV, just that's pretty wild. It's something where, um, I like football. I like team sports. Like I was saying earlier, like I grew up in an extreme sports town. So X games was the Super Bowl for me. I, I, that's just who I am. Um, but it's still pretty damn crazy to be like, all right, something I made, um, one of my friends who I became friends with in a white van a couple of years ago, 
I think we landed on, you know, Monday Night Football on a nationally syndicated primetime, um, you know, multiple times. I think they've used it maybe six times now, three different games. I don't know. Something um, like that. I, I, I texted Dylan, I think, because yeah, I was waiting to see, and they, they did it for week two. I know they did all the week one games. So that's that's super exciting. It's just – It's super cool. It's also just like a testament to like – more for me, I'm very fed by, uh, I talk to people all about this all the time is like, I'm very, very lucky to have in my career had like multiple moments. You know, some people get one and they're like, oh, this is great. This is crazy. But I'm very lucky to have like, you know, a bunch of moments. And I know that I can continue to have moments um, as I progress. And it's something where I get something and it's, it, I'm excited. and But at the same time, it just makes me hungry. It's like, I, I want to be, I want to be in skate four. I want to, you know, do a Marvel trailer. I want to have that music. It's like, all right, we did Monday night football. And I, I, I'm a proven hypothesis that we can make music for that. So what else can we do? It's, it's for me, it's like this big proven, I I just prove a proved, we proved a hypothesis. So that can be replicated again in a lot of spaces that I would lose my mind about. Um, so it's super cool and huge shouts to like um, Out of Sight, Rich, uh, 83 Sound, Dylan, uh, Cook Classics. It's super cool. And I think there's a lot of ways we can take it. I, I, I'm very excited to try to explore this whole sync world and see what I can do and be part of things that, um, you know, mean a lot to me and a lot of other people. Uh, so, yeah, it's just this, it's a big, it's a big thing, but for me, it's like this small proof of a hypothesis that I'm like, all right, I can do this again and I can do this bigger and I can do this in realms that would make the kid in me extremely proud of who I've become, you know, stuff like that. Um, so for me, it's always like, there's just a, I gain things and I, I just hunger for the next, which, you know, I have, I'm here tatted on my hand because I need to remember to live presently and be thankful for, you know, that opportunity, but it also makes me hungry to be like, all right, I can do this and I can take it even farther if I've already done this. Um, so I'm just excited. I, I want to see what we can do. Absolutely. And I think those bigger moments, the Marvel trailers, the Marvel, all that stuff, it's, it's definitely happening. Like just, it's one, just when it's a matter of when, but that, I believe that too. Yeah. I mean, just a huge congrats to all you guys. I mean, I think that happening for you, for you and Dylan and out of sight and cook, like the, the coolest part, about that for me is like you guys, it was a full collaboration, you know, it just wasn't like, I mean, another, it's, there's no like music business guys really in it. It's like, you guys are all artists and I mean, cook mostly does producing, but like it's all the creative side of it. And then having that fruition, you know, it's not like there was like big label heads or any of that. It's like, that's literally out of sight's label. And the fact that, you know, you guys all got to work together is just incredible to me. So that's the thing is like a lot of people think you need, you need that label deal. You need that person in your corner. You need that cosign. You need, but it's like, no, just work with people who you believe in. Yeah. And, uh, Why not good work things with your friends? Happen. Yeah. You know, make it happen with your friends, make it happen with people you believe in, make it happen with people who share your reality and your outlook. Um, and things will happen. It's, uh, you, you gotta, you gotta take it into your, grab it by the horns and not wait for opportunities to come to you, but create them with people that uh, you believe in and who, who believe in you. Um, 
I think that's incredibly important. And it definitely, I like that. It is a testament to, you know, just a smaller band of people who are like, you know, he, he placed a bunch of other records on Monday Night Football too. Like, um, it's just a smaller entity that is pulling these massive strings. That is, you know, it's a David and Goliath thing that I love. Me too. I, I'm all, you know, about the underdogs, you know, and yeah. a lot of uh, our peers and just yourself, like you're, you're no longer going to be underdogs soon, but you always have that mentality just because you know what it's like to be on the other side. So yeah, it's, it's awesome. Um, Definitely wild. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm not saying this is the point in the conversation where it gets awkward because th- we could. T- I think me and you could talk for hours, but also it's like I want to respect your time and, you know, I don't want to, you know, I'm not Rogan. I can't be giving the people four hour podcast unless <laughs> you're down with it. But um, it's uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of spacing out on what to ask next, but I guess let me ask you a question, please. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you think has been the biggest learning experience from doing the podcast so far? I um, I would say probably organization and like really going above and beyond to like care about like the other people, I guess. Cause like um, I would say with organization, just because it's like the first few, I just really flew by the seat of my pants, just like, Mm-hmm. They're my three, of my good friends in the area. And it's just like, yeah, guys that like, come over, we'll just record them. And if I would have been more organized with it and execute, I mean, well, there's a the thing, the way these came out, it's like people probably on the other side were like, wow, like everything looks great. And, but like on the other end, it's like, I was like kind of in like a panic kind of like, shoot, like, all right, we're about to record up. I'm nervous as hell. Like, but it turned out great. And they, the first few turned, you know, turned out great, but to me, I guess I just think I could have been more organized, I guess, but maybe not. I don't know. Maybe that's just me being critical, but, um, yeah. I, I, you know what, those are two great answers, but I'm going to say the tech technical technological part of it. Cause like, I didn't really know much going in and like, now I'm like, I feel, you know, much more confident and comfortable. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm just using garage band, but even doing the virtual interview or even just like, going to someone's shop or store yesterday to set up all my equipment and you know because it's like they don't know you know i they i tell them hey I'm, I'm you know let's do it let's do the podcast and it's like okay and then it's up to me to make it look good and um sound you know just make sure everything's on point because i you know i want to put out the best i can um i mean i i shot visuals yesterday and i you couldn't even, I, to looking back, you can't even see the other, you know, one of the guests. It's like, you see the back of my head and like the other guy. <laughs> so it's like, you're just learning as you go. And I should have like listened to, well, I didn't re- realize what he was saying. He was just like, you can put like this, the tripod on a stand. And I'm like, but I was like, tr- I was kind of like rushing in my mind. Just like, okay. Yeah. Like I want to, you know, I've, I've been here for 20 minutes since I got here and I know we've been chatting, but like, you know what I mean? I respect your guy, their time. Cause like they're, staying after hours just to talk with me and I know it, it's mutually beneficial, but it's just, you know, it's just like, I, I don't want to be extra even though, but yeah. I should, if I, I should be extra, if like, you know, 
get the the best version of the show. Sometimes you have to be, I'm like that too, where I I definitely don't want to be an inconvenience, but at the same time, it's like, I want to get it done. Right. And you've seen me on stage. Sometimes I, Oh dude. And tell someone what, what the hell I feel. The the sound guys. Yeah. A a lot of the, then you sound super passive person, but if you mess with me, even with last, like with some relationships, it's like, I'm a sweetheart and to a damn fault. But if you do me wrong, I you'll you'll know about it. Yeah, I'll 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 respond in a way that you know reflects what you've done to me, and I'll let you know. Um, but it is hard sometimes towing that line of being the nice guy and being like, yeah, yeah, I just want to you know go with the flow and let it you know sit as it is. But sometimes you have to do those things where it's like make the hard call to be like, this may be annoying and like a minor inconvenience right now, but to get the best product and quality possible and make my uh, opinion and creative you know perspective known i have to put my foot down right now um so that's like even what we were talking about earlier is like yeah being a a trusting person and wanting to see the best in people is sometimes you need to have a little bit of that filter and that armor you know you got to maintain and not let things change you but at the same time you do need to be a little more and i struggle with this um you got to put your foot down in the right places. Um, But I think that just comes with time and learning, you know, how best to, to read the situation and what's best for the situation, I guess. Yeah, I I completely agree. And I think the only place that I'm really only been able to do that consistently is like on tour, just because I go in my mind, like I know it's at stake and it's just like, you know, the, the people that are there are there because of like us. So not that I'm going to be a dickhead about it, but like, if you're not trying, you know, it's like, you've got to be the aggressor sometimes, even though you're not, I'm not always the aggressor, you know, but there's a time, even a time in, uh, everything, you know? Yeah. I'm like one of the nicest dudes. I mean, not to toot my own horn, but if people you're, know me, you're a very nice guy. Yeah. Thank you. Right, um, but like, even, um, we were in Stanhope, New Jersey on tour and, uh, our friend Gatsby was playing and, uh, there was just the whole, there weren't many people there at all. There weren't. No. But like this guy is trying to perform and this whole family is just speaking loud as they can at the front. And I was like, I literally walked up to them and I was like, yo, like have some respect. Like, I know it's not a packed out show, but like you came to perform. It, it was one of the openers before him. And I was like, you came to perform. People sat and watched you like sit and watch this dude. You may not like his music. You may not even know who he is or anything, but like have the respect to shut up and freaking listen. Um, and sometimes, you know, you gotta, being a nice guy sometimes requires us to be the bad guy, like in the overall, in someone's perspective. Um, but for the greater good of it, sometimes you gotta be like, you know, let me put my foot down and tell you what the hell is up. I couldn't have said it better. I think it's all about, um, balance, you know, as just with life and as the, the mad Titan Thanos says balance since we're on that subject though okay favorite off rip favorite marvel villain and hero like if you had to name one or two because i know it's extremely hard oh yeah yeah gotta say thanos it was my favorite i loved it I, i i've been a big fan of like thanos comic books he's like he's this very interesting case study of like this bad guy who wants to do good like it, it normally it's like a, a good guy who does some bad, but like he's this 
100% flip of that, of like this terrible guy who wants to do good and think he's, thinks he's in the right. And it's just such an interesting psychological uh, manifestation of a villain that I do love. Um, and then, gosh, Iron Man is heavily up there for me, especially because of the films. I'd say as a kid, though, like comic book wise was definitely Spider-Man. Um, I, I, I can't say I grew up reading Iron Man comics, and I think I'm in a similar boat by a lot of people. Like his, his fame really came from the way that RDJ portrayed him and became him. Completely um, agree. He was, he was such an offshoot B-side character that set off the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe um, that you never would have thought, but the way that it was done and created, he's just an incredible character. But I'd say like Kid and Me would say Spider-Man, but like the grown, you know, man who appreciates the films and the way it's been done and a good narrative Iron Man for sure. Those are some great answers. I think what the films have done a great job of is just presenting these characters in new lights. Like my personally, my favorite, like right now, I mean, I could say Iron Man. I mean, I love Robert Downey Jr. And just, he, he's, he's amazing. You know, that, that that's not even, doesn't do him justice, but a character that I really love and that I would never would have found out about if it wasn't for the movies, but doc, I love Dr. Strange. I just find him so fascinating because he's so different and arrogant, but also like so extremely smart and just, I don't know, but, but he's also too. Yeah. He's like this quintessential, like it's kind of like the whole COVID thing. Like, honestly, like he take it, he takes everything for granted and then it's all ripped away from him. Then he has to figure out how to, use these newfound gifts that he's had in a way that are, that is humbling and not self-serving. Um, I think it's a, it's a beautiful arc for, you know, someone, sometimes, you know, we, we feel like we're on top of the world and we need that smack of reality to be like, damn, I gotta, I gotta be humble. I I gotta, you know, be a little more grounded in my approach to life. And I feel like we all do that. uh, You know, if you're any self-aware person, um, and so I, I do love his art. I think it's a beautifully executed manifestation of a, a, an experience that a lot of us go through. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And just his whole uh, battle with Thanos on Titan and Infinity War that like. So badass. Yeah. Like just, it was, you know, looking, having rewatched the movie several times, it's like, it's such a short glimpse. Like I think the fight is like two or three minutes maybe, but like, it's just so epic and, that for me was like the stamp of like, a, it's like, yep, Dr. Strange is it. He's the guy. But I mean, I, I do love his, his movie too. Uh, so. Yeah. I, I watched that scene and then I always like, I'm like, oh, I should go watch Dr. Strange. Cause I did love Dr. Strange originally, but after infinity war, it was just, um, then also, yeah, mainly infinity war. I was just like, damn, he's just so badass. I love the original movie, but that always makes me want to go rewatch it when I see like that scene, uh, it's, it's just incredibly well-crafted. I agree. I think, uh, you know, it's, so it's a whole nother rabbit hole. We can go down just because Marvel, (laughs) the Marvel cinematic universe, which we haven't had any content from this year, you know, WandaVision's coming. I'm so excited for that. Dude, Uh, I look so, so nutty. I, I love a lot of people say it, it'll it'll uh feed into Doctor Strange too, which I really hope I think it will because I think she might be part like a villain 
because like she's like going full you know house of m crazy kind of yeah obviously marvel's gonna kind of put their own twist on that but um yeah it's gonna like i think it's gonna be in a very interesting study into like the things we do the crazy mind games we play with ourselves to avoid letting go of anything you know that's what it seems to be you know it's like it seems to me like Wanda just literally is creating a reality that she can live in, that she can live with. Um, and I feel like anyone who's, you know, lost someone close to them, whether it be death or a relationship or something, we, we do create crazy things in our mind to like deal with the, the, the idea of letting go. And I, I think it seems that's the pro the approach they're taking, which I, I do love people don't understand probably, you know, we do, you and I do, but like our love for, marvel like and but if you really watch and you really take in the storylines it's even what i was talking about with dr strange what i'm talking about with this it's like these very well crafted um of course fantastical and science fiction worlds but they really do an incredible job of capturing these incredibly human experiences that we all go through um in these larger than life ways but still they're beautifully shakespearean and the way that they kind of capture this human experience and something that's awe-inspiring, I guess. Absolutely. And they did they just make um, things like these characters that should not be relatable whatsoever. And they make them almost human in a sense. They flawed, you know, I mean, obviously the first Iron Man, but like I really saw that in like the first Avengers movie just because, you know, it could have easily just been a bunch of action, but like the team fell apart and they came back together and then kind of fell apart. The arguing, the, yeah. the playing off of the, the trauma with Loki and stuff like that. It's all things that we all do to each other. And it's incredibly human, but it's done in this fantastical way that I think a lot of, there's some people who don't know how to see that past the, there's like, ah, it's just robots and people yeah. fighting and superheroes. I'm like, Eh, it's not really that it's it's much if, if you're open to experiencing it on a a narrative and a, a human condition level it's extremely poignant yeah i i agree it just yeah. i wish i you know people that don't see that i could do the whole uh um ancient one like open your mind and then like they go out of their body <laughs> Uh, what a time that would be, but um, uh, be, I mean, that's part of the thing that makes anything special to us is some people don't understand it and that's fine, but you know, for us, it, it means a lot. And that's what makes it a beautiful thing is like, we relate to it and uh, if everyone related to it. It probably wouldn't be as special. It's the same thing with music. Like if everyone loved it, you know, if you find this new artist that no one knows about, it's like, oh, it's it's exciting because no one knows about this. And you're like, oh, I'm onto something that like I relate to that, you know, is, is not a part of the mainstream consciousness. Um, I feel like that's the weird thing with comic books is like a lot of kids grew up as nerds and put down and stuff like that. And now like these are the biggest movies in the freaking world. And then all these kids are like, where, where the hell have all of you been? Like <laughs> what we've all been into for forever. And you guys used to bully us for this exact thing. Now it's the highest grossing movies in the world. There you go. Like, my God. It's cool to be nerdy now. You know, it's, yeah. shout out. <laughs> Definitely true. 
Noon, you're okay. Sorry, Luna's crying. Oh. Um, I, I guess where I'll end with that is, do, do you have any clo- closing thoughts? Um, just like anything you want to say to any like people listening or just plugins, you know, for you or what, just whatever. I mean, whatever's on your mind and you want to end the show with, um, yeah, I, I kind of leave guess, it. I guess I'm just super thankful for you having me and I'm excited to see where this goes. It's been super cool to see, you know, what it's become so far and I'm just excited for you, Ryan. Thank um, you. Yeah, no, it's super cool to see. And I, I think it's cool to bring perspective, your perspective to all these people in the industry who you know or people who people may not know about very well or give people kind of a backstage look at some of these people who they may see in some light um, or, or maybe people that they don't even know about that are part of a industry or a job that they dream to do and give them that you know, perspective on what it really means to be about that and have that. Um, I guess um, top of the world lean on me is out right now with uh, Dylan Reese cook classics with some work by cryo as well. My main guy um, got my new album. Kintsugi is out 16 tracks. Um, if you want to do the whole thing, you go something right home about my 2016 album, superhuman 2018 and then Kintsugi 2020. Um, and it's all one cohesive storyline. If you guys want to check out the whole thing. Uh, there's also a short film called Superhuman, which is on YouTube, uh, which precurses the Superhuman album. So it's a whole experience if you guys want to check it out. Um, a lot of stuff coming from Moon 5.2. I got sneakers. I got jeans. I got hoodies. I got crewnecks. I'm doing a bunch of beanies. Um, just a whole lot of cool stuff coming out of that. Um, so I hope everyone checks it out. And uh, for anyone, you know, hopefully some of the stuff we've talked about with quarantine has helped you out helps you feel like your reality isn't so, you know, foreign and removed and isolated as it may feel. Um, Keep your head up. Hopefully we all come out of this like we were talking about to be more grateful of everyday life and what it actually means to live and take, you know, those experiences for what they are. Um, But yeah, just keep your head up. Uh, Everyone's going through it. You're not alone. And uh, I appreciate you tuning in. Well, there you have it, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, abstract. Thank you so much for much coming love, on. The pro- hey, much love, man. I can't wait till we get to link up in person again. But, you know, oh, yeah. can't thank you enough for coming on the program and show and just being an open, open book and being you. So I'm sure people will appreciate that. And I appreciate you. So can't thank you enough. But till the next time. Thank you, Rockbot. I'll talk to you soon. Absolutely.